This is the Sweet Bites with Sandra podcast. Alaska Airlines Frequent Flyer Program partners with Points to sell mileage plan miles to its members. Frequent bonuses and discount offers are great incentives to buy miles. So get started by clicking the link in my show notes. I have flown Alaska Airlines so many times. I I went to University of Oregon. That was the airline of choice because I had to get to Eugene. So click on the link in my show notes to learn more about how you can utilize those frequent flyer program partners with points. You're listening to Sweet Bites with Sandra with your host, Dr. Sandra Colton Medici. Follow on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Dr. Sandra Colton Medici. You can listen to the podcast live on Fireside and learn about upcoming course announcements, coaching programs, working one-on-one with Sandra, and new template releases by visiting collegeofstyle.com. Join Sandra on TikTok, Pinterest, and Twitter at College of Style today. Hi, I'm Sandra, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe and listen to my new podcast, Sweet Pipes with Sandra. Satisfy your entrepreneurial sweet tooth in each episode full of digital business tips, inspiring interviews, asides from my entertainment career, and rewards to celebrate your sweet success. Find Sweet Bites with Sandra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 53 of the Sweet Pets of Sandra podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sandra Coltimadisi, and I am so excited because I am revealing my strategy that I use to grow on TikTok to over 10,000 followers in under 60 days. So stay tuned for that. College of Style is ready with a great shopping experience for you this holiday season. And better yet, to say thank you for shopping my store, use the discount code HELLO15 to get 15% off of your first order. Visit shopcollegeofstyle.com and type in HELLO15 at checkout. And then tag me on socials and let me know how you like your purchase. The number one thing that you can do for your brand to make sure that it does not flop is don't overpromise what your products and services actually do. Don't tell people that they do amazing flips and tricks and parades and fireworks when they don't actually do that. Tell people exactly what the benefits are and how they're going to change people's lives. Don't overpromise and you will be way more successful. If you're looking to refresh your website, look no further than Squarespace. My personal website is currently on Squarespace. If you visit sandracoltmedici.com, you'll see it there, and I absolutely love it. Squarespace empowers millions of people, from individuals and local artists to entrepreneurs, shaping the world's most iconic businesses to share their stories and create an impactful, stylish, and easy-to-manage online presence. And now, they offer Squarespace scheduling. So check out the link in my show notes to learn more. Welcome to the Sweet Fights of Standard podcast. My name is Dr. Sandra Coltimadisi, and today I am going to be sharing with you the 10 things that I did to get to 10,000 followers on TikTok. Now, I am going to preface this by saying everyone and uh, your content might ring true differently on TikTok, whether it's something that is a a piece of information or a niche that is more searched on TikTok. It really just depends that way. But many of these things you can do for yourself to grow your account on TikTok. The other 
disclaimer that I will make on this show is that I started this journey back in April where I am pretty sure it was in April because I did an episode about getting to my first thousand followers on TikTok. And that actually happened back in April. So I gained, I think about 1100 or so followers doing a 30 day challenge for myself on TikTok back in April. So when I started this process of getting to 10K, that started with followers already. Okay. So I wasn't starting at zero. I was starting already at 1100. Now what happened between April and October is I started doing other things. You know, I was, I was busy growing platforms on other, other, um, social media. But what I wanted to say is that, um, if you're starting at zero, part of this strategy that I put together does rely a little bit on live stream. And so if you're going to want to incorporate live stream, you do have to have 1000 followers on TikTok. What I am going to say though, is I do have two accounts on TikTok and I have not focused on my Sandra Colton Medici account. And that account I grew to a thousand followers as well but I stopped using it. And now it's at like, I don't know, 986 or something like that. But I reached the thousand followers on that account, got the live function. And when it dropped down below a thousand followers, I can still go live. So I don't know if, you know, the AI understands or, or recognizes that I'm not at a thousand, or maybe it's just being generous because it saw that I went to a thousand or got to a thousand on my Sandra Colton Medici account and it's not taking that feature away. So I would just say that that is something that I found that was interesting, whether or not they catch that little hiccup or maybe they just, once they give it to you, they don't take it away is something just to kind of know. For this, this episode though, I focused on my College of Style account. So if you're not following me already on TikTok, feel free to head over to tiktok.com forward slash at College of Style. And that's my main account that you will see on TikTok. Now, another thing that I wanted to say before we get into these 10 different things is that everyone's journey has to be really consistent. And consistency wins for growth on any platform all the time, whether it's posting on Instagram once a week, because that's what you've decided, posting on Twitter five times a day, because that's what your, you know, your goal is. If you are consistent on any of these social media platforms, that consistency, it's kind of like when you think about advertising. If you see an ad one time, eh, you might look at it a little bit. If you see it 12 times, you're starting to take notice, right? And it's between that like 7 and 15 times of having those touches with different customers or whatever your audience face is. You need to have that consistency so that they are consistently seeing you. And number one, it shows that you are showing up for yourself. And number two, it is showing that you are capable of producing consistent content, right? And so people are consistently seeing you and then they're maybe gravitating toward, maybe they start looking at your profile and be like, oh, what, what is this person doing? So consistency wins the day every single time. So now let's get into it. So I can just tell you exactly what I did. Now, this doesn't mean 
that you will be able to do this for yourself because maybe you have other obligations in your life and TikTok is maybe not your number one, your number one main squeeze, right? But the first thing that I did is I studied popular accounts that were within my niche. One of the things that I know that a lot of people hate doing is doing some sort of analysis, but this is really helpful to get into the inner workings of what actually makes sense for what's happening on TikTok. A lot of people would say, ah, it's just for teenagers and people who are dancing. That is not true. And that be that's because I've seen there's like a, an elderly account where there's like literally it's like a nursing home where they have like millions of followers and they are making they're making skits there are people on there who are talking about a oh, i think it's called a, asmr i'm there i i've not really fully understood what, what this is with this whole like sound stimulation there are people talking about like myth busting and there are so many there's obviously like the etsy TikTok or the i actually saw ted talk which is really spelled differently but they have an account and so it's really important to know that you can find your audience on TikTok no matter what industry you are in or what content that you are trying to put out there studying popular accounts I'm just going to tell you the way that I did it which is literally going into the discover button and if you have your phone handy I would pull it out right now if you have the app downloaded go into the discover button search your niche whatever that is it can be spiritual enlightenment it could be personal branding, it could be whatever it is that you are focused on. And then you're going to want to click through onto where it says hashtags. And that's typically right now, it's on the right-hand side of your, of your screen. And once you get into the hashtags button, then you'll see an array of variations of what you're actually searching. So you wanna get into something that you see, and you can go into a few of these different hashtags and really look into what exactly it means um, for yourself. There are a lot of them will have millions, it'll say like millions of views. And so you wanna go into ones that you can either go into a smaller hashtag, so something that has thousands of views, or you can go into one that has millions, right? I would stay away from ones that have billions because that's really broad. It's kind of like putting in Mother's Day and like, you know, it's just going to have so much. And so once you get into that, you click on that hashtag that you want to research and all of the really popular ones are going to be at the top. And so what I would start doing is I would go into personal branding, content marketing, different ones that were specific to me, digital marketing, online uh, business, um, e-commerce, whatever that was. And I would start looking at the content that was really, really popular, which are the ones that are gravitating toward the top. And you'll understand that they are very popular because you can go and click into any of those videos and you can see that their like count is really high, their view count is really high. And the way that you can see that is you can see how many likes are actually on each video. And then you can click through to their profile and you can see, it'll say like, this is the last video that you watched. And you can see how many views are on those videos. So you can know for sure that those those videos that you're watching that are at the top really are the most popular and they may not be the best quality videos. So I'm going to just point that out right now is that the videos that you're watching are popular, but that doesn't mean that they are the best, I would say produced, right? They're not like cinematic, uh, amazing movies that are happening. They are TikToks, right? And so when we look at, TikTok, we are not looking at it as a form of 
film or cinema that is going to be getting Academy Awards. Some of it might, because there's a lot of very artistic people on there. But what you have to distinguish between what a TikTok video does and what movies do, movies are long form journeys, right? They're taking you on stories that, you know, last for like an hour and a half to three hours, depending on what you're watching. TikTok videos are not meant to be long form content. So when you think about that, you have to go, okay, well, I have to retrain myself to think in this format because what I'm going to be putting out there is not going to be something that people are going to stick around to watch for long periods of time. It's just not the platform for that. So once you're in the discover button, you find your hashtag, you click on whatever it is that you're trying to search out. You look at those top videos and you look at the type of content that they're putting out and what they're doing is typically answering really, really common questions. So if you are watching a video, you might see somebody say, well, you want to grow on TikTok? That's a really common question that you see people answering on TikTok. There are a lot of videos that are answering questions that are very, very easily found on Google. So you want to think of it as a way where you're producing content that answers questions that people want to know because that's what they're searching. Some people get on TikTok and they literally just search, you know, they swipe and you're, you know, they get on their for you page and they just kind of enjoy the content that, you know, is provided. But some people get on there and they're actually searching for some sort of answer to something. So if you can produce content that answers a question that's really common or that is answering something that is very specific, then you will be able to grow your following in your niche. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, um, but really grow it in a way that is being helpful because I hate it when a lot of people get onto platforms and they say, provide value. And that really means nothing to me. If you provide value, that means that you are providing solutions, you're providing entertainment, or you are providing some sort of educational information. So it's not provide value because value, a lot of people value different things. So if you are creating something of value, it is creating something that is going to be a game changer to the person who's watching, right? It can make people laugh. Maybe that puts them in a good mood. It can make people think. It can educate people. It could make somebody have like a really life-changing experience. So you want to think about what value means to your audience and then provide that because once one niche's value is completely different than the others. First thing that I did was study those accounts that were at the top of those specific hashtags and think about the content that they're producing and why people are looking at it. And when you think about the content that is really hitting, sometimes it's the simplest. A lot of times we make, make content that is really complex and we think, oh, that's going to that's gonna go viral. That's going to hit because it's so amazing, <laughs> right? But that doesn't actually work. And the reason is, it's because people want to know things that are really common and they want to know things that are really specific. So if you go somewhere that's too complex, sometimes it goes right over people's heads. It doesn't stick because people are like, what? 
what, what, wait, do I need to watch that again? And if I do watch it again, am I going to have to think harder? And not to say that people don't want to think because some people really do. It's that the top content is not making people do very much. It's hooking them. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. You, when you go into those hashtags, you will see that the top content is laid out in a way where people can actually follow it. Okay. Number two, what I call using the formula to get people to stay watching longer. So that means putting videos together that are less than 15 seconds. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, I know it's, it's a seven second video. No, it can be an eight second video. It can be a nine second. But the thing that you have to do is make it less than 15 seconds. And if you are utilizing the features on TikTok that are making it three minutes, then that's not content that is typically viral. Content that, that goes typically viral are things that are 15 seconds or less. Um, and so when you look at the content that you're making, if you're making three minute long content, then that first 15 seconds has to be so great that people wanna stick around for the rest of the three minutes. And when you look at content on TikTok, it falls into a few different buckets. It falls into those quick tip type things that get people and, and it's really short and people can take it and move on. Or it can be nurturing content that is specifically made for your followers that has nothing to do with, hey, I think I, I want to make a viral video. No, it is purely to go out to the audience that you have already on TikTok, and that can be a three minute video because if they're already your audience, then they're willing to stick around because they like you. And when you look at types of content, the ones that you wanna make that are going to hit a little bit easier are the ones that kind of follow that formula of shorter than 15 seconds, jump cuts or utilizing the musicality of whatever audio that you're putting behind it, using a hook, that actually brings people to the table and makes people stick around and leaving people want, wanting more. And that's what gets people to follow you is like, hey, I like that video. Let me click into their profile and let me see exactly what they're doing. Maybe I wanna follow this person. And then also what a lot of people talk about is using trending audio. Now, I'm gonna talk about this in a way that I think is a little bit different in that I've actually talked about this on my podcast before, which is the trending audio doesn't always have to be the music that you hear on TikTok. The trending audio can be your voice. It could be you singing. It could be you talking. It could be you muttering, you know, underneath your voice. The trending audio does not have to be music that is provided on TikTok. It also doesn't have to be audio that you're providing as far as um, music that you've, you know, you that you have rights to. What you want to do is have a mixture of both, because not every people grow really fast when all they do is use trending audio. But what they lack in using trending audio on every single video is people don't get to know you. They get to know the voice on the trending audio or the music on the trending audio. And so if you're trying to grow your audience and have them stick around, it's really important that you actually use your own voice because then they get to know you. They know your quirks. They know your inflection. They know when you are nervous or excited, they can hear all of those things in your voice. That's really important. Number three, Moving on from that formula <laughs> is posting. And a lot of times you'll see whether or not they're self-proclaimed or you think that they are these gurus that talk about posting times. Yes, there is something to be said about looking at your analytics and knowing when your followers 
are online. On TikTok, it's not so, I would say it's not so easily parsed because I have done it one way, I've done it another way. One where you're looking at your timing and you're posting at that time that you see that most of your followers are online. And then I've literally posted eight videos at one time to see what would happen. And not at the time that it says that my followers are online. And I didn't see very much of a, dis of a difference. Now, what I will say, and I will talk about later, is there is a little bit of a difference that, that I see in posting and then going live. So there is a little bit of a difference. But if you're just looking at how often you should post and what time you should be posting, it's great to look at your analytics, see when your audience is online. It's also not benefited me to post exactly when they're online. So you can test this out for yourself to see what works for you. What I did in October is I posted eight times per day. Now I'm not saying that is what you should do. What I was doing is I was flooding the hashtags that I wanted to show up in. And that was putting out content every single day that I knew would then show up in these hashtags because I hadn't been active on TikTok in a long time. I hadn't been active in, um, since April. And so I wanted to make sure that if people were searching up a specific hashtag, that enough of my content was out there to be found instead of just kind of like, oh, once a day and like hoping that over the course of the next month, it will start showing up. So I posted eight times a day in the hashtags that I found that were really relevant to what I was talking about on the videos. And in November, which we're in uh, right now, I only post between one and three times per day because I flooded those hashtags with eight times per day for 31 days. And so it wasn't beneficial to me to continue to do that because I don't want necessarily people to continue to think that I'm going to be posting eight times a day. Cause for me, yes, it was a lot of work and I was able to do it, but I know going forward that I also wanted to focus on other things. And so I went from eight times per day to one to three times per day on TikTok in November. So posting times, you do what is best for you. And if you see a difference, if you're posting at the time it says that most of your followers are online versus just posting whenever you feel, then go ahead and do that. I don't have a specific preference. I do think that there are strategies that you can do, which I'm going to be implementing in January. For me, posting in real time and then scheduling posts, which you can do on TikTok as well. The difference in the scheduling, and obviously this could change in the next coming months, is if you post natively from your phone, then you get 500 characters, which gives you infinitely more hashtags that you can use to be discovered by. If you are posting on a scheduled post, you, I think it's only 150 characters. So think about the difference in how much, how many hashtags you can actually do. The other thing is if you post and you schedule your post through the desktop version, then you can't add any GIFs. You can't add any text on screen. You're literally uploading the exact content that you want it to put out. And so if you're doing that, then you can't add in, you know, those extra special things that you can do on your phone. When you think about that, there's kind of like that trade-off, right? You can either add more hashtags, add the GIFs, add the text on screen in, in your phone, or you can schedule it 
you know, kind of like post, you know, schedule and, and leave it to, to its devices, right? Or you can do it the other way. So depending on what you feel is best for you, I like utilizing the in-app features. And so I like to do that. And so in January, what I plan on doing is going to kind of like a hybrid model, which is posting in real time, utilizing all of the hashtags that I possibly can. And then also scheduling out kind of like in those, like, I call it night talk, <laughs> in the late night talk where I can just have posts to go out overnight that are, you know, maybe people are online overnight and so they have something to watch. So that's my hybrid model for January, which I think I'm gonna be testing out. If you want to as well, then I would suggest that you go ahead and do that. Number four is I already started with the thousand followers and I went live every single Sunday in October and November, and I called it Social Strategy Sundays. And I went live and I talked for an hour, sometimes to people, sometimes to myself. And it depended on you know the day and how many people would come in and out. But I went live consistently one time per week. And the other thing is I went live whenever else I could. I have two kids, so it's a little bit difficult to go live and, and be in the moment for, for everything that's happening in my house. So the Sundays that I went live at 10 o'clock Pacific time, that's something that I planned. And you know, my mom had my kids during that hour. It was easy for me to say, this is what I'm doing at this time and I need that hour. For the other ones, it was, Whenever I could, I would go live. If I went on a walk, I would go live. I would take people with me. It was Thanksgiving dinner. I, I turned on the camera while I was actually making Thanksgiving dinner. I wasn't actually talking to the camera. I was making food. So people knew like, hey, this is just kind of like ambiance. It wasn't necessarily what I had planned content, which I always planned for Social Strategy Sundays. I always planned a topic to talk about. I always scheduled my lives, which you can actually do. You can schedule, use a scheduling feature. And the good thing about that is if you are scheduling your live streams, then it gets you into the algorithm a little bit more because you get a description in your live. You also are able to put related videos into that scheduled live. So. If you want to create an invitation, you can say, hey, you know, join me on my live stream this Sunday, blah, 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 blah. Here's the details. Here's what I'm talking about. I hope that you can join. You can put that related video inside of your scheduled live stream. So when people click in and they RSVP, they can see, oh, this is what it's about. Oh, great. Number one, the, the, the description, the text is into the algorithm. So you want to put your keywords in there, but then also you have related videos. There's also a tab inside of the scheduling feature, which has, it says, do you want this to be on all of your videos? And it's, it's the live link. And if anybody has a live stream scheduled, you want that to be on all of your videos. You want it to go out to every single video that is posted on your TikTok so that no matter what video they're watching, they will have the opportunity to click that link and then it takes them to RSVP to your live stream. So that is really important. Um, maybe you don't want it on every single video because maybe you're advertising or something, but even then, like, I mean, there's no real good reason why you wouldn't want every single video to have that link so that people can get into your live stream. And the reason why I say there's no good reason is because if people watch your videos and your content, if they see you live, 
That's a whole other level of you. That's a whole other level of you being able to talk to them in real time and them being able to experience how you are interacting with other people, how you teach, how you educate, how you entertain, whatever it might be. That is them getting that one-on-one -on -one experience with you. So that's why I kind of am like, uh, there's no real good reason not to have that feature on every single video if you know and have scheduled a live stream to come up in your feed. Number five is interacting with people. <laughs> and I know that seems really um, like, what? I shouldn't have to say that. No, it's really important that you are liking other people's content, that maybe you're sharing other people's content, that you're commenting on other people's content, and that you're replying to comments that happen on your content as well. And I know that takes time. So what I like to do during this last month and a half is schedule time. If you can schedule time, maybe it's when you wake up, that first 15 minutes when you wake up and you're literally just scrolling on your phone, take that time to interact with other people. And it doesn't have to be full paragraphs because they don't give you that kind of <laughs> real estate, but it does mean that you want to comment on other people, respond to other people, like content, teach the algorithm what you like. <laughs> I know that um, if you are working with small businesses and this is your audience, teaching the algorithm what you wanna see more of. So if you're liking things that are all over the place, then TikTok is gonna give you all over the place. If you're liking content that's small business, then it's probably most likely gonna learn what you like and start to feed you more small business. And you wanna be strategic of what you like and what you comment on. So if I am targeting female-owned small business owners, then I am going to go into those hashtags maybe, search out people who are looking for specific solutions, they're asking specific questions, and I'm going to start commenting on videos that have answers to those questions and maybe saying, oh my gosh, that's amazing. She is so accurate. And you know what? I just did this in my business too, and that might boost it even more. Going in and providing value, in quotes, right, to other people's videos and answering comments because sometimes really big accounts, here's the thing that I found. People who have a million followers and have thousands and thousands of comments on their videos don't have time or the bandwidth to respond to every single comment. The other thing that happens is maybe they've posted a video in 20, let's say 2019, and you come across that video and other people have come across that video too. And maybe that person who created the content hasn't looked at that video since 2019. And so there's maybe 500 more comments on that video that they haven't gone back to look at. And what you can do is interact in the comments with people who have questions that maybe weren't answered by the content creator. And so I have found that this is another way, especially on bigger accounts, where they just don't have the bandwidth to answer every single question, or they have exhausted the amount of responses that it will allow you to do. Because once you get that kind of engagement and traction, it'll cut you off, it'll think you're a bot, it will think you're spamming people because you're actually responding to comments. So it's really important to go into some of the older videos of bigger accounts because those are definitely gonna have a lot of questions that have not been answered by those people. Now, if they have 
thousand, you know, like a hundred moderators on those accounts, which probably nobody does. Maybe they are all answered, but I highly doubt that. So that was number five is interacting with people and making sure that you're actually liking things, commenting on things, replying to people's questions and comments, and then going into larger accounts, some of the older, more dated videos and responding to people who may have had a question that was never answered. And don't answer a question about somebody's personal life. Like that's not going to help you business wise. When you are interacting with people, this is kind of like that, like side note to number six, which is you can reply with a video. And I've seen this a lot lately because it really does help. It helps with growth. It helps with engagement is put your face on camera. It's not enough anymore to just reply with a comp with a, like a text comment. You can hit that reply feature and reply with a video, which then pulls that person's comment up behind you as a little kind of like pop-up bubble. So then people see who actually wrote the question. So it's kind of like giving a little publicity to that person. And then it's also replying with you. So they know that you're a real person and that you are responding directly to them or saying, Hey, so-and-so had a great question and I wanted to respond to it with a video because a lot of people ask me this. And so it will benefit more people to hear me talk to all of you instead of just replying to one person. Because sometimes when you do text replies, it gets lost. When you do a video reply, it's very prominent. You can see the video, like a little image underneath the actual comment. And a lot of people will click into the video because it's a face because it's somebody's face instead of it being just some text on screen. All right. So number six is probably one of the first things that I did. And I didn't put this as number one because I wanted you to do research as number one. I optimized my profile and I think that every single social media platform that you have should have an optimized profile. And that means making sure that your headline is good, keyword specific and searchable. It means having a call to action. It means having your Instagram and your YouTube linked to your profile. It means having a website link. When you have that call to action, it should point to something instead of it just being blank. I've seen so many people who have followed me and I'm like, I want to follow you back, but I don't know what you're about. I don't know what you're about in that you have no bio, you have no links, you have no nothing, but you're creating content. And I'm like, wait a second. Um, I can see that you are doing great things, but the first thing I want to tell you is I need to know what your name is, right? I need to know what you're, what you're trying to promote. Like, obviously if you're on there and you're just having fun, great. Say, I'm just on here to have fun. And it validates that it says, okay, this person's on here to have fun. Okay. Now I know that it's like a real person. That's the other thing is if you leave your bio blank, I've come across a lot of uh, profiles that are fan accounts. And that means that they are reposting videos from like really popular creators like Charlie D'Amelio and really popular like Will Smith. And so it's really important to update and optimize your profile so that people know who you are, who you serve and what you want them to do, where you want them to go. Because if you're a business owner, you want them to go somewhere else. Like it's great that they follow you and that they watch your content, but you want them to go to your main hub, which is either your website or your checkout page, whatever it is that you're asking them to do. SEMrush, I can't say enough about this particular platform. It's an all-in-one tool suite 
for improving online visibility and discovering marketing insights. So SEO, content marketing, competitor research, PPC, and social media marketing, you can get that all in just one platform. So I encourage you to visit my show notes and unlock free access. No, I didn't stutter. Free access to backlink analytics now. All right, number seven is I hear so many people, and I've actually talked about it on this podcast, is talking about niching down, right? Niche down, niche down, niche down, niche down. But what I have found is that the more popular accounts, the accounts that have people really engaged is someone who has niched down, but left room for growth. And so I am always from here on forward going to make sure that if you are going to grow on TikTok, that you leave room for growth, because if you are super niche, right? If you were like, hey, I only talk about wedding dresses. I, I am a wedding dress designer and I only talk about wedding dresses. Well, then everybody's gonna come to you for those wedding dresses, but maybe maybe you wanna talk about manners at the table or, or event planning, or you wanna talk about bachelorette parties or what you should wear out for an engagement ceremony, whatever it is, like you can't, if you focus so much on wedding dresses, then the moment you talk about one other thing, people might be like, well, isn't she talking about wedding dresses? But if you are niched down with room for growth, then the minute you talk about something else, people won't think it's weird. People won't be like, weren't we on a wedding dress page? They'll be like, wow, that added so much about this person and their life that I wanna know more. If you talk about wedding dresses and now you wanna talk about wedding shoes, well, great, because then you are pairing something with your dress, right? So, and that's, that's kind of a, a very specific example, but what I have found and what I've started doing is making sure that people know that this is a journey that they're on because you don't want to just say oh well i talk about this and that's all because that's not who you are that's not what your brand is about your brand is more than just one thing like even if you just um sell fidget you know spinners or whatever they're called that doesn't mean that you might not down the road want to have a different product or maybe you might want to talk about the patent that you created for that specific product and that you earned. If you start talking about patents one day, <laughs> but you sell fidget spinners, then you really want people to follow that journey because maybe they want to create a patent of their own and patent their product and, and they see, oh, she sold so many fidget spinners and now she's got this patent on it. And how do I do that? So you need to be able to leave room for growth. And I've seen a lot of people say, the only way you're gonna grow is if you niche down. And you know what? That is a growth tactic, yes. But does it let you do anything else? Like if you have four different interests, does it let you go out one day and showcase what you did in my day-to-day -day life? No, it, it confines you. And so yes, you wanna be focused because I talk about this in my book. If you ever have a chance, hit up Amazon. It's called Passion Pipeline, is that you need to be good at one thing, right? You need to have that one thing that you're super passionate about in order to really capitalize on that. And then you can kind of branch out from there. It's the same thing. If you niche down to saying, I sell water bottles, but tomorrow, you know, I'm really an artist. And so I want to, I want to show you how I decorate them. Well, then that's another part of you. So that was number seven is making sure that you niche down, 
but that you leave room for growth because this app is constantly evolving. There's new trending audio, there's new filters. If you pay attention during October, there were tons of Halloween filters that weren't available during the rest of the year. And when you think about it, there's gonna be more filters when you come into all the rest of the holidays, whether it's basketball, uh, Christmas, or Valentine's Day, or whatever. It's constantly evolving, which is why there are people on the app who literally just specialize in TikTok. <laughs> they literally just specialize in telling you what's new. And so it's very important to know that as the app evolves, and as your life evolves, it's really important that that's something that you make at the forefront of what you're doing is telling people like, hey, I'm really an expert in this, but I kind of, I, I kayak too, or I'm, you know, or I hike too. Like, like it's okay to have that other part of you featured. Great to do one thing great, but I always love, love, love being able to showcase other stuff. All right, number eight, track your popular videos. And this is what I did. I didn't have one video go viral during this whole time. Like I'm, virality is subjective, right? So for me, I would think like somebody who gets like a million views or half a million views, like that's kind of viral. But other people might say, well, I normally have a hundred views and mine got 5,000 views and that's viral to me. So virality is subjective, but when you track your popular videos, it's way easier to say, okay, this is what's hitting. This is the content that people are gravitating to. And so it's really great to utilize your analytics for that, to look at the view count, to look at the likes, to look at your comments, to look at your shares. During the holiday season, I would say that I wouldn't pay as much attention to it because there's so much advertising taking up the space of what would be a normal, you know, a normal video view. So I wouldn't put too much stock into it over November and December, but I would say, from January until I'm gonna say October, the only the only really huge holidays between January and October are maybe Fourth of July, right, or Valentine's Day. But the remaining time frame, I would be able to look at those analytics and say these ones are really doing well. Duplicate that, double down on that, make it a newer version of that and be able to push out more content that looks like that to see, okay, was it a one-time thing or is that the formula or is that the format that I need to go into? Is that the style that people like of what I'm doing? Another thing is to look at what, what your popular videos, not necessarily other popular videos, but look at what is hitting for you and doubling down on that to see if it hits consistently. Because once you do, you can go the advertising route, which I did boost a few of my videos as far as using the promote tool. But for me, promoting, I'm, I don't have thousands of dollars like a Gap or a, or a Macy's or you know uh, any sort of other media conglomerate might have, but I did boost a few of those posts to see, okay, well, number one, when you, when you do promote posts that you see are doing well, then you can promote it to the target audience that you want. And part of that is training the algorithm to when it does send it out to whatever the small group of people is on its first initial run, that it's sending it out to the people that you are actually trying to reach instead of just like to a, a hodgepodge of people. I utilize promoting certain popular ones by literally just looking and seeing, okay, these ones have more, more likes, 
more comments, more views, and that is a good indicator of, okay, well, people, people are gravitating toward it. Tracking those things is really important. You can create a spreadsheet if you want. You can eyeball it if it's something that you are not posting. Like for me, I was doing eight a day, so I was tracking so that I wouldn't have to scroll so much to see how many views and all that. I was literally just tracking it on a daily basis, but it's also good to go back because what I've been seeing from a lot of TikTok, I would say watchers, is that they have said that older videos are getting lots of views. And so it's not necessarily like an Instagram post that kind of has like a few hours of longevity. It is more about going back and looking at some of your older videos and seeing, okay, well, this one's kind of hitting right now. Like, why is it hitting right now? It has a little bit of that longevity of what you think maybe a YouTube video might have of like maybe a few months versus, you know, an Instagram or a tweet that kind of is here, here today, gone tomorrow. And so tracking it is really important. Number nine is testing. And that is testing and experimenting content. Because if you're new on TikTok, then you can do whatever you want. And if you're old on TikTok, you can do whatever you want. And that is really important because people will see you and they will see like the other day I actually saw, I think her name is Sandy Lynn. And she was, she was cutting fruit. And I was like, why is she cutting fruit? She's not a chef. But she was, you know, she was giving good content at the same time as she was cutting fruit. And then the next video I saw of her, she was putting up her Christmas tree. And I was like, okay. She was like literally unboxing it. And I wrote on her, on her page, I said, I saw you cutting things and using knives lately. What's going on? And she was like, I'm testing new content. And that's the thing. People will notice when you switch it up. And it, to me, it's, it's a good um, keep people's attention because they'll be like, wait, what is she doing? This isn't normal for her. What is she doing? Or they will let you know, like, why did you do that? <laughs> why, why are you switching it up? You're, you're, you know, you're scaring me or whatever. But what happens is you get to know what is, you know, working if you do switch it up. Like if your formula has been working and it's great, that's nice. But that doesn't mean that you always want to sit in that lane. And so testing and experimenting on TikTok is what the app is all about. And if you only take that one thing away from this podcast, is that testing and experimenting is going to get you further than just doing one type of video, then I have done my job <laughs> because it is really important to always Push yourself to learn from what is working and say, okay, I'm going to double down on that, but I'm going to add this little twist in here, or I'm going to show my face in this video, or I'm going to strip it down and just go black and white this time, or whatever it might be. Testing and experimenting will get you noticed. Whether it's people who have been following you and are going, what is she doing? Or people who are seeing you for the first time and going, wow. What is she doing? I need to watch this. And last but not least, I had joined an accountability group in October. So for the whole month of October, I was part of this accountability group. I paid $30, $30 um, for, I think, well, there's 31 days, but it was only $30 to be in this accountability group. And they um, formed a Discord thread. And so literally every single day, I was just seeing people asking questions, posting new trending audio and saying, you know, hop on this trending audio. It wasn't a like 
follow back kind of a feed. It wasn't anything having to do like a follow train like you would see on like Instagram. This was literally people who wanted to grow in the month of October. It was hosted by Mike Rama, R-A-M-A. And I was watching other people post and that inspired me to stick to my goal of eight posts a day. And I'm not doing that anymore because I've found what works for me. But I do think that seeing other people really focused on growing their account and posting insights like, hey, this is a great one. Or I actually had somebody send me on a DM. They were like, these are five, five different ones with different ways of showcasing your content. I think your niche, you could do these. And I was like, wow, like they, they weren't getting paid for that, but they were in my accountability group. And so if you are able to pair up with one or two or three people, as you're trying to grow your account, this had maybe, I don't know, 150 people in it. So I was constantly seeing questions come in like, Hey, can you look at my account and see what I should, what I should be doing? Or look at this video and tell me. Part of the, the group also had a weekly mastermind where Mike Rama would actually talk about things that he's seeing in TikTok, different features that are coming out at that time. The announcement that Google would start indexing TikTok videos was actually happening. So changing up how you're structuring your SEO on your hashtags and also on your optimization for your profile was happening. So it was very beneficial to think about those things in the context of an entire group working to inform one another on what they were seeing in real time on this discord thread. So that was the final, I'm going to say um, number 10 on my list of things that helped me grow to 10 K on TikTok. since then. I think I'm at 10,800, something like that, but under 60 days, um, it's not the end of November yet. So at the end of November, it will have been 60 days, but I went from 11, I think 1100 to 10,800 in under 60 days. So when people say, well, it's too late to get into TikTok, it's too late. I, I didn't start early enough. I should have been on it in 2018, 19. I'm like, no, this is definitely doable. And the reason that it is not doable for people who say it's too late is because it's a mind shift. You have to shift your mindset to think about if I'm focused on consistently posting, optimizing my profile, thinking about it in the terms of what people want to know more about so that they are consistently coming back to your profile to learn more about whatever subject you are an expert in or positioning yourself as an expert in and then letting it fly, having fun with it. The other day I posted, I don't ever dance on my TikTok. I did one uh, like trending dance and I also did a freestyle because it was Thanksgiving and I was feeling it. Now what I've been doing is making sure that I put my voice out there and then also putting my personality on display because people will gravitate toward you. If they're not going to always like what um, Neil Patel, like I think he said something about they're not buying the product. They're buying they're, they're, they're gravitating toward you as the person, right? Because they, they don't trust that, that thing. They trust you. Right. And so it's the same on social media. When you put yourself out there, when you put your, and I'm not talking about airing your dirty laundry. Cause a lot of people do that on online. Personally, I think if you keep it positive, you can still 
have a following. You don't have to go down certain routes of negativity or shock value or, you know, I've seen some people eating bugs on TikTok and I think that's all for show. I think that it's really important to stay true to who you are. And if you are who you are, there's a billion people on TikTok. There are a literally, like if you can fathom that, there are a billion people on TikTok, which means your audience is there. It's true. It is there for every single different kind of specialty. I actually came across an account that was talking about conspiracy theories and how to like debunk, you know, like aliens and all this. I was like, there is an alien talk on TikTok, like literally. So there is an audience for you. So I'm just going to recap all of these 10. So here are the top 10 for growing on TikTok and what I did to grow to 10,000 uh, followers on TikTok. Number one, study popular accounts in your niche, search them through the discover button, check on those hashtags, click on those hashtags, get inspiration. Do not copy, but get inspiration on what types of content they are creating, meaning what solutions they are providing and study those top videos. Number two, use the formula that I was talking about, about getting people to stay longer to watch. And that is have a, a video that is shorter than 15 seconds. Jump cuts and musicality are great. Using a hook that gets your audience interested, invested into what you're talking about so that they want to stick around for the rest of your content. Utilizing trending audio or creating your own audio that becomes the trending audio and leaving them wanting more so that they actually go into your profile and follow you. Number three is thinking about how to post getting a posting rhythm that makes sense for you. Like I said, I posted eight times a day in October and in November, I'm only posting one to three times per day. Times for me did not matter. And so you need to go into your analytics and see when people are online and try a few different things to see what works for you. Number four was knowing for me, I already had a thousand followers in order to go live, but I did go live every single week. I did social strategy Sundays and I still do. I also did something that I was kind of like doing a uh, co-working. I utilized the, the green screen to put up something that said co-work with me today. I'm working on. And one of them, I was working on my website. One of them, I was creating templates for my Canva creator account. One of them, I was doing an ask me anything. You can utilize that green screen to let people know what you're doing so that they are understanding what they're getting into when they click on the live stream. And so I did that every single Sunday. I went live doing social strategy Sundays, but I also went live whenever I possibly could to say, you know, Hey, to whoever was on and just be present. Number five, interacting with people, liking, commenting, sharing, saving all of that having to do with all the videos of people that you are following or wanting to follow and also replying to comments, utilizing the video feature to reply to comments is a great way to highlight the person who asked, asked the question or made the comment. And then also utilizing the video so that people can see there's a video reply inside of the comment section and are more likely to click that. Number six is updating and optimizing your profile, making sure that you have a great headline, that you are searchable with the keywords for your name, making sure you have what you do and who you serve in your description and a call to action and a link that takes them off the app. Especially if you're a business owner, it will take you either to your links page or to your checkout page if you're selling something, but taking them off the, off the app as a business owner is very, very key. Number seven, niching down, which is a really big thing that a lot of people say, 
niching down, I, I put the caveat, but leaving room for growth. Number eight is tracking your popular videos and making sure that you are doubling down on the ones that are getting traction. You can literally recreate a video, but with some sort of additional twist to it so that you are doubling down on content that you already know has performed well. And then also, if you know it's performing well, you can promote it, whether it's just hitting the promote button in the app or going in and having a business account and making an actual campaign out of it. And then number nine is testing and experimenting. That is huge, 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 is trying new things because that's what the app is all about. And number 10, I participated in an accountability group for the month of October. So if you can get a partner, get two or three friends together and make sure that you are all on this path at the same time to growth. It helps you because you are inspired by what they're trying. It also helps you stay informed because you can't know everything about everything on the app because you're not on it 24 hours a day, but it will help you stay informed of new features, new filters, new trending audio, all of those things. An additional thing that I included on an earlier podcast is utilizing something called Trend Talk, which is an app that gives you kind of the, the numbers aspect of all the trending audio. So if you don't have time to spend on TikTok looking for trending audio, you can certainly download. I think it's a subscription based. I, I downloaded it so long ago. I don't remember <laughs> how much it costs, but you can download Trend Talk to, you know, basically tell you what's trending. And it's not just in the United States. It's a global app that gives you, you know, like where you, you can kind of go in and be niche specific about what industry you can be specific about your location and what's trending in your location. So that's really handy for me. What I have found, because I'm really excited about finding new things is that sometimes I have found the trending audio before it's uh, been on trend talk. So I trust my gut when I go through and I save audio because I want audio that speaks to me, not just that speaks to everyone. And the reason I do that is because I want to put audio out there, whether it's an old school song or something that's really hot on the radio that I think that my audience is going to be captivated by. So there's two sides to that coin, which is kind of like my bonus, uh, my bonus here for like, maybe this is number 11 is that if you're looking for the trending audio, there's two sides to that. One, getting new people in and two, keeping people and giving them more insight to you. Getting new people in to follow you. That's the trending audio of the most popular song. Getting people to know more about you. That's highlighting songs that you think are going to speak to your audience, are going to show them more about who you are and what life experience you've had. And so you might want to highlight a Janet Jackson song from like old school, or you might want to highlight some sort of Coldplay song or whatever it might be that people will resonate with, right? And be like, oh, you know, I totally get where she's coming from with that song. Having kind of the two-sided coin on the trending audio side of things is really great for the, for the music. Like I said before, when it comes to trending audio, you always want to have a mix of your voice, People want to get to know you. So you want to not always, unless you, that's your thing, is I would always put a mix of some audio, some audio that you think is going to resonate with your following, but also your voice, your face, 
so that people know it's you and they are used to seeing you. They're accustomed to seeing you. They want to see you. They want to be like, oh, she's on my feet again. Yes. What is she going to give me today? So that's my little nugget of nowness for the day. These were my top 10 of what I used to grow on TikTok from the month of October until now to over 10K. And it is doable for anyone, for anyone looking to grow on TikTok and feel like they are utilizing that to get people off the app, right? If you're a business owner to generate those leads to get people to go to your home base, whether it's your checkout cart or your links page or your website. If you have any questions, you can certainly DM me on any of my social profiles, follow me on TikTok, and I will see you on the next one. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra, make sure to send an email to info at sandracoltamedici.com, including the subject line, be a sponsor.